This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Hello there, it is Dr. Siobhan here. I am back for an all new episode. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I am delighted to talk with you today. Well, I probably shouldn't say I'm delighted because this episode in particular may feel like a full-on smackdown. So let me just warn you, if you are highly emotionally sensitive right now, this may not be for you. But if you are really motivated and really driven to truly love your marriage again, to be happy, to be content with your spouse, this is probably the exact smackdown that you need. Okay? So, we are going to be talking about this idea of the no effort spouse. The past couple of weeks in particular, I don't know what's happening. Maybe there's something in the air, but several of my clients have come to me with the exact same belief system that their spouse is not making an effort. Now, as a coach, I know that this is 100% not true. First of all, if they're working with me, they are working with me as a couple, which means that by virtue of signing up to do this work, making the investment to do this work, showing up for our calls in doing this work, there is effort being made automatically. That is one of the reasons why I love being able to invite people in to work on their marriage because by virtue of saying yes, you are automatically making an effort. You are automatically making a transition from where you were before to where you wanna go. So I know 100% just on the surface it's not true. And then within that, because I have the opportunity to work with both sides of a couple, I get to see the effort. I get to see inside what is going on, what shifts, what changes, what self-awareness, what aha moments are actually taking place that are the prerequisites to ultimately seeing the kind of shift and the kind of behaviors and outcomes that they're looking for. So I know it's not true. My job is not to convince them right? And I'm recording this podcast for all of you because I know that it is something that each and every one of you will struggle with at some point in your marriage. And I want to normalize it as a very normal thought error. 
So when your brain delivers this thought, my spouse is not making any effort, I want you to just know it's not true, okay? Now, I wanna tell you why it's happening and I wanna help you get out of this mindset because it is destructive. It is just not gonna get you where you want to go, how you want to feel, the kind of marriage that you want to create, right? So I find that there are five main reasons this thought is taking root and germinating and producing fruit in your life. And I don't mean the good kind of fruit. I mean like the rotten, mushy, smelly, moldy, disgusting, don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole kind of fruit. Because that is what I am seeing is happening, okay? So this episode is for my clients, and you know who you are because we've had these conversations, but I wanted to broaden this message so that you can start taking stock, even if you're not working with me directly yet, you can start taking stock of, is this a seed that's beginning to germinate in my marriage? Is it a full-blown oak tree or is it somewhere in the middle? Okay, here are the five reasons why. The first reason that I see people fall into this thought error of believing their spouse is not making any effort is because we have unrealistic expectations for how change works. I want you to think about anything in your life that you have been trying to change, anything. It could be exercising. It could be waking up when your alarm actually goes off. It could be yelling at your kids. You want to stop doing that. It could be losing weight or stop snacking. It could be having a more positive attitude at work. It could be being on time for things. It could be cleaning your closet, putting the dishes away, you name it. I guarantee you there is something in your life that you want to change, that you are motivated to change, that you deeply desire to change, yet it hasn't happened fully yet. Change is hard. I'm not even going to like try to get you to believe that it's not, because it is. And the changes that are required of you and your spouse in order to get out of wherever you're stuck and to move into a different level, a new dimension of being with each other as a couple requires change. That is hard because the way that you are operating now is a function of your entire life. I want you to really think about that, that some of the patterning of thinking, some of the patterning of behavior are things that you learned in childhood, things your spouse learned in childhood. And so you take 20, 30, 40, 50 years of believing things a certain way, of operating a certain way. And now we have this expectation that it's going to change in a matter of three weeks or two months. Now, let me tell you, for some things, that's absolutely possible. When you are really all in on doing this work, you're showing up to the work. You're literally 
with a fine tooth comb following and applying and studying every single thing that I teach, whether you're just listening to this podcast or you're working directly with me inside the marriage upgrade or my private coaching, that is possible, right? But few people are taking that level of execution and application. I want to even just tell you a story, right? I have been part of a coaching community with the same um, business coach for over three years now. And this week, this is not unusual for me, but I just want to like highlight what I've done this week. She has one particular podcast episode that I listened to. So I listened to it once and I was like, this is gold. If I follow every single thing she says in this podcast, deeply, fully committed, thoroughly, I will accomplish the goal that I've set. There's no doubt, right? And so I then went back to that podcast and I paused it and I did the work and I pressed go again and I did the work, right? Then I scheduled a peer coaching call with another colleague who's in that mastermind. I was like, let's dissect it. This is what I'm doing. What do you think? Is there anything I'm missing? I'm literally getting a PhD in one podcast episode that my mentor has created because I am hungry for the change that's required for me to serve you more, you know, impactfully, for me to create deeper transformation in you, I've got to go and do the work for myself and get out of my own way. But I'm also in the process allowing it to be hard and allowing myself some grace. And I think that when we are trying to change, right, whether that's losing weight or being more tidy or more punctual, we do give ourselves some grace. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I really want this result, but also trying to do the work to create it is really hard. And I want you to apply that same grace and understanding to your spouse. Whatever is the thing that you are expecting them to change overnight, I want you to just remember how hard change is. Okay, that's number one. Number two is just impatience with the process, right? I, um, months and months, like even years ago, right? I have signed up for weight loss coaching. Very good friend of mine, Jennifer Dent Brown, operates a program called Stop Dieting Forever. So I've done her boot camps periodically. You've heard me talk about them here on the podcast. And so I signed up for her membership and I was like, I'm going all in, (laughs) right? And I didn't, right? As we do, right? I'm human too. And so more recently, I've recommitted myself and I'm like, I'm really doing this. Every night, I'm gonna consume some content. I'm gonna follow her process because I've been watching her process work for other people right? But there is some impatience when I get on the scale and the scale hasn't moved. I want to abandon the process. Literally, the other day I weighed myself and part of her process is weighing yourself daily just to collect the data. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. I'm not going to do it. Right? And then I had to coach myself. No, you just have to have patience with the process. So I want you to think about, especially if you're one of my clients, 
Are you just being impatient with the process? When you think about the proportion of time that you and your spouse have been stuck, have been struggling with issues. Sometimes people come to me with things that they've been struggling for for decades. Yes, I am an incredible coach. Yes, I'm going to give you my all. Yes, we're going to call the power of God in heaven into doing this work. But sometimes miracles don't happen overnight. Sometimes miracles don't happen in three months. But being patient and trusting the process will help you, okay? So you wanna ask yourself, like, am I being impatient with the process? If you're not working with me currently, you also wanna think about what process are we in? Are we actually in a process that I need to be patient with, right? And maybe you are, maybe it is an unspoken process where maybe you're having some conversations about your marriage and things that you want to be different and better. And maybe the process is just having those conversations. And you want to evaluate like, am I being impatient with the process, but also is the process we're usually we're using actually going to help us, right? Do we actually have a process? right? You can be reading books. You can be listening to this podcast every week, sitting down together, discussing your takeaways. That's a process you can engage in and be patient with because it is going to work. Even if you just listen to this podcast, you will create results, positive results in your marriage when you apply, when you apply what you're learning here, okay? Number three is there's not enough focus on yourself. So whenever people fall into this thought error of their spouse not putting forth an effort, they have a laundry list of things their spouse is not doing. Like a laundry list. Like we could go on for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Which means when you take your eye off of yourself and you're focused on what your spouse isn't doing, you are not focusing on what you're doing. And that is an essential key in creating a better marriage. And so every moment you are looking at what they are not doing and you are judging them and you're disappointed and you're policing them and you're pointing it out to them and you're prodding them like, you're not doing this. We need to do this. You should be doing this. You're not answering the question What is my responsibility here? What can I be doing? What needs to happen within me to keep moving myself forward? Okay. Number four, we as human beings have an addiction to self-righteousness and blame. Let me just be super transparent. We as humans, meaning myself included. And so because I'm aware of that, especially being a marriage coach, can you imagine what it might be like for my husband to be married to me, right? There were so many times when I would just get on my high horse of like, I'm doing all this work. I'm dragging this marriage along. I know what we're supposed to be doing. I study this. People pay me so much money to help them, right? It's so easy for us to become self-righteous, especially when we start doing this work and we have the awareness and we're like, oh my gosh, these are the ways I've been contributing to this marriage, not being what I want it to be. Let me change. 
And we get to changing quickly, right? And we're happy with our changes. But then what happens is it's like, well, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. They're not. And it makes us feel self-righteous. It gives us an ego boost that puts us above our spouse and them below us. And so I want you to think about how that's the exact opposite of what you want. You want partnership. You want you and your spouse side by side, being a team, being connected, being in communication with each other. But whenever you put yourself as I'm doing all the things and you're not, you're actually creating disconnection. Because no one wants to be connected to someone who's constantly pointing out how they're doing everything right and you're doing everything wrong. But that's what happens when you're addicted to being self-righteous, right? Because in the same conversations, so many of my clients in their laundry list of what their spouse is doing wrong, they have an equal laundry list of what they think they're doing right. But let me tell you, many times that laundry list of what they think they're doing right is also inaccurate, right? We have a tendency to over um, evaluate in a positive way, right? To give over credit to ourselves for our effort because we know how much effort it takes, right? So me getting on that scale, I'm like, listen, it took all of the energy for me to get back on that scale. So I'm gonna feel really proud, even though it's like one tiny step in this weight loss journey of like a thousand steps, right? The same is happening with you, where you know how hard it is to keep your, you know, your mouth closed and not say a negative comment. You know how hard it is to keep your emotions in check when you're really triggered. And so it feels like you're doing the big work. Guess what? Your spouse is too. Right? They are. This was lots of conversations with my own husband, lots of conversations as we were working with couples in our in our live events, right? Like we would hear, no, you don't know how hard I've been working to just do this one thing that seems so tiny for you. It took extraordinary effort, right? The other thing is there is a resistance. This is point number five. There is a resistance to being generous and giving your spouse credit, right? When I was on a coaching call inside the Marriage Upgrade, I was coaching a client on this, and I was like, let's just start with the fact that you're in this program and your spouse has not cut off the payment. What if we counted that as effort? Their hard-earned money, right, is going to the continued participation in this program. That is effort. That is a conscious decision to see that payment go and not cut it off because this is important to them, right? And when I offered that to this client, they were like, wow, you're really generous. Yeah, I am. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be generous to your spouse in your thoughts about them? Why wouldn't you set them up to win in your own mind? 
that's required for you to be happy with them. You have to be thinking better thoughts about them to genuinely be happy with them. It's impossible for you to be madly in love with someone who you have horrible thoughts about, who you're not willing to look at what they're doing right, who the only thing you want to focus on is what they're not doing. You are setting yourself up to be unhappy, to be disappointed, right? Now, I know some of you might be listening to this and you're like, no, but really, my spouse isn't making any effort, right? And if that's your case, that's not my clients, but for those of you listening to this podcast, right? Like, if that is your genuine reality, right? Here's what I want you to think about. Like, why are you still in that situation? No judgment, right? You just want to be curious. Like, if if it's really true that this person I'm partnered with for my life is uninterested in this relationship, uninterested in putting forth any effort whatsoever, if that's genuinely true, like in a court of law, 100% of people would agree, you want to be curious about why am I still here, okay? And then... You also want to recognize that focusing on that, even if you are there, because I recognize that there are many of you who will choose to stay in a marriage that is not what you want for reasons that make sense to you and that are important to you and that are valid for you. There is zero judgment about that. And so if that is your reality, then you want to recognize that Focusing on that and thinking about that doesn't help me. It doesn't serve me. And every moment you think about how your spouse is a disappointment, every moment you think about how unhappy you are, how they're not putting forth an effort, is a moment that you miss out on working on you. Because your eye is off of you and your eye is on them. It's a moment that you miss out on creating joy in your life. We all have the same 24 hours. You can spend an hour being so frustrated and counting up and ruminating and being resentful about your spouse who's not making an effort, or you can go live your life. That is available to you. Every moment that you spend thinking about how they're not making an effort is a moment that you miss out on being able to make empowered decisions for what you want. You become dependent on them, right? And I want you to always feel like you have power because you do. All right, I told you this was going to be a very strong coaching smackdown. This is important, okay? So how do you get out of this? If you are in this space where your brain is delivering you the thought error that your spouse is not making an effort, I want to offer you five things. The first is to remember what you want, especially if you are one of my clients. You are working with me because you deeply desire a happy, fulfilling, enjoyable, safe, loving, kind, respectful marriage. That is what you want. I want you to spend time each and every day anchoring yourself to what you want. The second thing I want to offer you is you have to begin to self-soothe some of the resentment and the hurt 
Because whenever you're resistant to setting your spouse up to win, whenever you're resistant to thinking about how your spouse is making an effort, it's only because you're hurting and it's only because you're resentful. That's it. So for my podcast listeners, I have many episodes on self-soothing. I don't want you to just listen to those episodes. I want you to live them. I want you to listen to them daily if you need to. I want you to pause them and do the exercises that I suggest. It's not a passive process to heal resentment. It is very active. Number three, you have to begin to map out the micro changes that must take place for you to see the big macro changes that you want, right? You have to create like the breadcrumb trail, right? Like, is your spouse listening to you more? Are you pausing more? Are you both pausing more? Like, what are the things that have to happen first, those little tiny baby steps that have to happen first before you see the long-term massive permanent change. A lot of times, the biggest first step is just self-awareness of understanding why we're doing what we're doing, what's going on with us, and what is our impact on the other person. We could spend an entire month going through that only. But that is one of the most foundational milestones I don't even want to call it a baby step because it's not a baby step, but it is an important milestone to creating that long-term change, okay? The next thing, number four, if you really want to be feeling better and happier in your marriage, you will do this, is write down 25 things that are evidence that your spouse is putting forth an effort. I've given this assignment to so many of my clients this week. And I'm like, send it to me. Send me your answers, right? And some of them are really struggling with it. And I want you to think about like, would you struggle with this? It's okay if you do, right? It just means the other stuff needs to happen first. But I want you to think about like, the, the act of completing this list would mean you would be open to being wrong. And being open to being wrong is literally like a million dollar reward to your marriage. Being willing to be wrong. Like I'm willing to be wrong about what I think. I'm willing to be wrong about what I believe I'm seeing. I'm willing to be wrong about what I'm assuming. When you're willing to be wrong, an entire universe of perspective, of understanding, of insight, of wisdom is available to you. So I want you to practice being willing to be wrong. What if I'm totally wrong here? Let me create a list of 25 ways and 25 examples that my spouse is putting forth an effort. And then number five. Stop trying to control them. It's not working. It's stressing you out. It's exhausting. It's exhausting pointing out to someone else what they're not doing. It's exhausting trying to drag someone along when they're already going at their own pace. 
right? So I want you, instead of trying to control what they do, when you open your mind and you're willing to be wrong, or at least you can get yourself to a neutral place, let me collect some data here. I've been thinking that they're not putting forth an effort, but Dr. Siobhan keeps telling me they are. So let me collect some data, right? I'm a scientist, a researcher by training. So I'm really good at collecting data and I know that you have to be objective. So that means you're objective. It means that you're not biased, that you're looking 100% in both directions. Is this an effort? Could I count this as an effort? Maybe, right? And I want you to just collect data because you still get to decide what you do in your marriage. I am never here to tell you what to do. I am here to help you elevate your thinking so that you can see things from a broader perspective and make more powerfully informed choices. So if you really feel like your spouse isn't making an effort, just collect some data and see. And then you get to decide if the effort that you've been able to collect is enough for now, if it's enough to build on and to grow into greater effort. And the only way it's going to grow into greater effort is you not trying to control it. Because nobody likes to feel controlled. No one likes to feel policed. So you have to take your hands off of it. You want to still be anchored in what you want and you want to be looking for evidence that what you want is on the way. But you can't do that when you're trying to control it. God is not going to fight with you to make this happen. Right? T.D. Jake said something like that in a sermon once, and he's like, God is not going to be in a tug of war with you. If you were like, God, it needs to happen this way. They need to do this. This is what I need to see. But God has the real answer some other kind of way. He's going to be like, okay. Right? So what if you just looked for how your spouse is making an effort? What if you stopped trying to control it and manipulate it and keep pointing out to them how they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing? I guarantee you they will rise to the occasion. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. This has been a powerful truth that I know you needed to hear. And if you are ready to do this work, for more loving smackdowns and lots of compassionate coaching, I want to invite you to join me inside the Marriage Upgrade. Enrollment is open now. There are some amazing bonuses to get you started right now creating a better marriage. You can find out all about it on my website, drshavon.com. I would love to be your coach and see you inside. All right. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.